Are you ready for the end of the world? Mwahaha. This is Your Community Spirit. This just so happens to be the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. You know what? Let's bring back the circle again. Circle of family, circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy. And therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This just so happens to be your community spirit. Coming at you live, local, and in your face. Here on WDBX 91.1 FM. Community community radio for Southern Illinois. Now, uh, if you uh, if you just joined us, you missed out on some good uh, Thomas Paine stuff. That uh, Light on the Law was sharing this morning. Uh, I also decided to play a song about freedom. In honor of how uh, inspiring all that Thomas Paine quotation and... Uh, celebration was so as you may have noticed if you are a regular listener I am not in fact Ord Energy Mon uh, he is off on one of his many adventures uh, but we're keeping it keeping it live local and in your face still here at, at DBX at uh, 10am on a Friday morning uh, we've got a lot of news a lot of happenings, a lot of stuff to keep us going it's a wonderful summer plenty of things going on Uh, and that was Rise with the Fires of Freedom, uh, by the way. Uh, that was by uh, Reclaiming and Friends. I uh, really loved that song and that CD. All right, so let's get into some news. 
So breaking bread. Uh, this is Panera's pay what you want model, and it's thriving. Panera CEO Robert Shake opened up the first nonprofit branch of his 1,400 plus location restaurant chain in Clayton, Missouri, in 2010. Uh, at the time, some thought his uh, pay what you want model, in which customers could simply take free food if they needed it, would be a disaster, especially in the midst of America's hardest economy in decades. Uh, early indications, however, were that the idea officially called Panera Cares Community Cafe might succeed. And now, one year later, people are certain the free Panera is a hit. Uh, he was speaking at the conference uh, last week. Uh, he was st- speaking at a sustainable brands conference. Uh, he said that 20% of the free cafe's customers leave more money than the suggested donation, while uh, 20% pay less. So it ends up kind of bouncing out there. And what's more, some of the people who can't afford to pay for their meals have volunteered to work at the restaurant, thus helping cut costs in the only way they can. Uh, the Clayton location was working out so well, in fact, that there are already two more pay-what-you-can Paneras in the United States, one in Dearborn, Michigan, and one in Portland, Oregon. Oregon. Uh, Sheikh says he'd like to begin opening up one per quarter from here on out. Uh, now, this is an exciting idea. You know, it's, I, I mean, if you just said to someone, we're going to open up a restaurant and people pay what they can, a lot of people would say, well, I don't know, everyone's going to come in, they're going to eat all your food, they're not going to pay anything. But they've actually had quite a bit of success with that one. And that's exciting to hear. I, I love hearing about ec- new economic models that are based on uh, cooperation and being sure that everyone gets fed. You're listening to WDBX 91.1 FM. That was uh, Drum Medicine, a CD called Drum Medicine. And we've got some more news coming up. (coughs) Here's an exciting story on a uh, somewhat less serious note, but still interesting. How Wallaby Farts Could Save the Atmosphere. 
Those little wallabies are out to save the world with their farts. Scientists have long known that cows are big contributors to global warming. Livestock produce more than a quarter of the world's global methane emissions every year, and 20% of methane emissions in the U.S. It's a side effect of ruminant digestion. And aside from strapping your entire herd into carbon-filtered diapers, there's no quick fix. Uh, to cut emissions, you have to carefully manage cattle nutrition so they don't off-gas as much. Or so we thought. That was before we discovered wallaby farts. See, the tamar wallaby has a digestive system similar to ruminants, uh, i.e. animals that chew their cud. Like cows, wallabies have compartmentalized stomachs, including a gastric antechamber where their tough plant diet gets pre-digested. But, but their flatulence produces surprisingly little methane, 80% less per unit of digestible energy. So people started saying, uh, you know, uh, why is that going on? What's that up to? So they did some research and they found out there's a particular bacterium involved. And so they now have plans to use this bacterium to uh, help with other ruminant, am with ruminant animals to digest their own meals. And this will lead to uh, less, less methane gas emissions by the cows. Of course, another method would just be to simply reduce our consumption of uh, animal products. But that's a whole other story. In other news, the U.S. politicians campaign against climate scientists. Uh, U.S. politicians aren't just denying that climate change is happening. They're actively using their position and power to try to intimidate climate scientists into keeping silent on the subject, says Raymond S. Bradley, director of the Climate System Research Center at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. He has a new book coming out, Global Warming and Political Intimidation. How Politicians Cracked Down on Scientists as the Earth Heated Up. Bradley recounts a tale that should be familiar to those who have followed the, uh, the travails of Michael E. Mann, a climatologist at Penn State, who's been on the receiving end of a campaign of terror waged by none other than the Attorney General of Virginia. Uh, yeah, the Attorney General of Virginia was pressing charges against him, saying that uh, he was defrauding the government by researching climate change. And uh, so there are congressional hearings are full of thinly credentialed non-scientists who are brought in to parrot denialist politicians' favorite talking points. 
set to them by the oil and gas industries that fund their campaigns. And he, Bradley, has seen it all and even been in a few of those hearings himself, and he's uh, put it all together in this book. It's a sad tale that historians and survivables will no doubt look back on with the same mixture of consternation and incomprehension we now reserve for the battle over the geocentric universe. Let's see what other news we have today. We have the news from Google. <laughs> Google says delaying clean energy will cost the U.S. trillions. Now, a lot of people may not know this, but uh, Google has a... Um, uh, they have a... Uh, how do you put it? A non-profit arm that deals with uh, addressing ecological and social issues. And they put out this white paper talking about the issue of renewable energy. So Google, a leader, they call themselves a leader in lots of things because <laughs> they're, they're not very humble. Uh, they say that without a private and public focus on innovation in renewables, in storage of energy, and in electric vehicles, the cost of delaying the clean energy economy could be in the trillions of dollars to the U.S. economy. Now, uh, since they're, they're fond of tracking and uh, compiling information, uh, they've got their supports, uh, you can probably find it from them directly, or you can get on our mailing list by emailing me at treesong at treesong.org. Uh, we've got this here, and it's it's got all these charts and graphs basically showing how much, uh, how much money we could make with green jobs. And I find this really interesting and exciting. I mean, there are some flaws in the study. Number one, it qualifies uh, nuclear, uh, nuclear as clean energy, which is a statement I happen to disagree with personally, but uh, it does have a lot of interesting facts and figures in here that really get you thinking, because one of the most common arguments against taking green measures is that, oh, the economy, uh, it's not going to work. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so we have Google here with this news on uh, clean energy. And it's got a lot of facts and figures explaining the details of how much, in, in fact, we could make by switching over to clean energy. Somewhere, uh, they have different projections, but somewhere in the neighborhood of 2 to $3 trillion uh, available in the next uh, 30 or 40 years. And a lot of facts and figures demonstrating that. It basically goes to show that if, you, if there are people out there making these arguments like, oh, Green is not profitable. Green, we will all, you know, not have enough money if we support green technologies. If someone's telling you that, you may want to look into other sources because from everything I've read, there is uh, a lot of money in switching to 
green technologies and in reducing things, uh, you know, reducing uh, energy use through energy efficiency. There are a lot of solutions out there that can benefit both the economy and the environment. And people who are saying otherwise are just presenting a false dichotomy. So let's talk about some holidays today. It's the uh, 182nd day of the year. There are 183 days left in the year, so we're right in the middle of the year. Holidays today, the second half of the New Year Day. That's in honor of the fact that I just mentioned. It's also technically a solar eclipse, although from what I've read online, you pretty much have to go to uh, Antarctica uh, to get a good view of the solar eclipse. <laughs> Lot anniversaries today, Battle of Gettysburg, the first postage stamp, first U.S. Zoo, uh, Medicare, uh, the zip codes inaugurated, it's also the birthday of Diana, Princess of Wales, got some other holidays coming up, the halfway point of 2011 is, uh, we, there's a 365 day year, so I suppose technically it's at uh, midnight tonight. UN International Day of Cooperatives, so you can uh, learn about and support cooperative economic ventures on Saturday. The birthday of Thurgood Marshall, the Supreme Court uh, Justice. And also the anniversary of the Tour de France. <laughs> Sunday is Air Conditioning Appreciation Day, or days, it's the start of a whole month of air conditioning appreciation. It's also Compliment Your Mirror Day, and the, the dog days of summer. <laughs> it's also Stay Out of the Sunday, and Admission Day of Idaho. We decided to admit that Idaho was part of the U.S. <laughs> Monday, I don't know. Any holidays coming up on Monday? Uh, anything anybody knows about? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. The 4th of July. It's Independence Day in the U.S., and uh, it's a day to celebrate freedom, uh, today to celebrate the uh, importance of uh, freedom-oriented revolution activities, <laughs> embracing people who have struggled for freedom over the years, both in the U.S. and beyond. So I, I'm a big fan of freedom. I, uh, here, here at Your Community Spirit, I think we can safely say we're officially in favor of freedom. <laughs> so Monday and this whole weekend is a time to celebrate that. Tuesday is the anniversary of the Bikini. Uh, also in favor of celebrating the bikini for those who like to wear it. Wednesday is uh, Take Your Webmaster to Lunch Day. Well, look at that. I happen to be a webmaster for several uh, different organizations, including my own website. Just, just putting the word out there, Wednesday is Take Your Webmaster to Lunch Day. It's also the birthday of President George W. Bush. Uh, I don't think he knows what a website is, to be honest. <laughs> And Thursday is Father and Daughter Take a Walk Day. And it's also Tell the Truth Day. I'm a big fan of telling the truth. Uh, I'm pretty sure I haven't lied in my adult life. I am very devoted to being an honest person. But if you usually lie, Thursday is the day to be honest, just as a holiday. 
All right. Now we get to find out about some happenings, local events going on in the community. And I'm going to mention this one first since it was hand-delivered to me by someone who wants to get the word out to the community. Uh, this coming up happening isn't coming up uh, this coming week, but the following week. It's the IFCO Pastors for Peace. Uh, we always try to get this on the air when it's going on. This is the 22nd Friendshipment Caravan to Cuba. Uh, it is going on in Carbondale on Tuesday, July 12th. Uh, it is a uh, big event at 5.30 p.m. The premier Latin band Hot Sauce is going to be playing. At 6 p.m., uh, Cuban-inspired dinner. 6.45 p.m., speaker Bill Hackwell, social documentary, photographer, and activist, uh, will be speaking about the issue. Uh, this is at the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship on Tuesday, July 12th. They are located at 105 North Parish Lane here in Carbondale. Donations to the caravan are welcome. For more information, you can call 521-4239. This is sponsored by the uh, Friends of Cuba and the Peace Coalition of Southern Illinois, FOR. And, uh, and yeah, this has been going on for a while now, uh, because, unfortunately, the blockade of Cuba has been going on for a while. And so they're trying to get supplies there to uh, help people out, uh, order to do something about this injustice that's going on. Do some good for the people of Cuba. So the caravan, once again, it's uh, coming up on Tuesday, July 12th. We'll mention that again as it approaches, but want to give you a head start so that you can contact them about donations and about showing up for the big events, all that good stuff. Once again, 521-4239 is the number to call for that. plenty of other events going on here in Southern Illinois. I was just saying last night, sometimes I hear people around here in Southern Illinois saying, oh, it's summertime, there's nothing to do, all the, uh, all the students in Carbondale have gone away, and uh, there's nothing to do around here. But I have the good fortune of being on Your Community Spirits, where people send me all the news of all these things that are going on, so much so that we seldom even have time for it all. But uh, one of our events tonight is Rice and Spice, the Slow Food Dinner. This week, the theme is Soul Barbecue with Swan the Storyteller. This will be some traditional 4th of July fare, including hot dogs and hamburgers like you've never seen. There will also be great meat-free entrees. Uh, Cooking assistance is appreciated. The grills go on at 6 p.m. You can feel free to bring a dish potluck style, or you can show up and help with the cooking or the dishes. Let's make this a new tradition. It is some Southern hospitality in honor of the uh, holiday 4th of July weekend over at Guy House Interfaith Center, 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. I know that's where I plan on being, so hopefully I'll see you there.
on a Friday night in the summer, though, you have many options. Another option is the Friday Night Fair. This has been going on. It's been pretty successful. It's a new program this year. Fridays at 6 p.m. at the Town Square Pavilion here in Carbondale. This fair features local, homegrown, and handmade products and services, plus free live music. Uh, tonight, they have the J. Brown Trio. It's again, 6 p.m., Town Square Pavilion in Carbondale. Alright, some other events. A couple of our uh, Saturday staples here. We've got the Farmer's Market. Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon when it's in season. And it's definitely the season for the Farmer's Market. Uh, this is coming up at the West Town Mall parking lot, west of the Murdale Shopping Center, on Saturday morning. It's a definitely a good time. Also, the Vigil for Peace is coming up Saturday at noon on the Town Square Pavilion at the corner of Illinois and Maine in Carbondale. They've been out there for quite a while now. They are supporting, uh, bearing witness to the costs of war, and holding out hope for the promise of peace. It's always possible for us to change our ways and decide, you know what, let's not blow up any more people today. That doesn't seem like a, it really doesn't seem like a good way to celebrate the 4th of July by blowing up people who just start trying to be free. should have time to slip in two more happenings here. Uh, poetry, words, and wine. Some poetry going on at Starview Vineyards on this Saturday at 1 p.m. Uh, they're located at 5100 Wing Hill Road in Cobden. You can get more info on the vineyard at starviewvineyards.com. It's time to go out and play. They're taking the, uh, some people from the Transportic Playground are taking the playground of poetry out into wine country. This is your opportunity to enjoy a glass of fermented grapes, offer a tribute to Dionysus there, and have a snack while they play with words and workshop to enhance creativity. Going to be lots of laughs, lots of fun out there, a couple of poetic exercises to help people let go and nurture their inner muse. Uh, this is open to everyone, even if you've never done poetry before, been to an open mic before, they're out there to play with words and wine. Sounds like a good time. And one other, one other outdoor happening, even more outdoors, is the Out of the Wild program. Uh, they're going to be focusing on the uh, Prothonotory Warbler. This is a little bird, a little yellow bird, that is hanging out here in southern Illinois. Uh, this is going on on Thursday, July 7th, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. at the Cache River State Natural Area. Uh, this is uh, each month, June through September, they focus on different critters. July will focus on the prothonotory warbler. There will be opportunities to see, maybe even touch, and learn about this little yellow bird that lives in the Cache River wetlands. Uh, Cache River wetlands are a wonderful place with all sorts of uh, amazing and fascinating creatures like this. For more information, you can call 628 657 
2064. So once again, this has been an exciting and informative Your Community Spirit for me. I hope you've been at least as excited and informed as I am. Uh, if you have any uh, information to send my way, complaints, suggestions, that sort of thing, treesong at treesong.org is the email address to go for. In the meantime, it's wonderful outside. We're going to have a great weekend, a great week, great summer, and a great life. So I hope you get out there and enjoy the world, and we'll see you here next week on the radio.